Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and Sade. Of course, it's uh, spring now, coming into summer, so the garden's getting busier. Things are blooming. Uh, this, is in, this is the voice of Monty Don, obviously, keen garden. <laughs> nice and relaxing. So this is the perfect So relaxing. Time. It's the perfect time to go out in your local town or your village. What I've done is I've cloned a lot of Audi keys. I'll go and find the nearest RS4. I tend to bring it back into my garden in the dead of night. And I find very, very thin tyres. Snow tyres are often perfect. And you can dig some incredibly effortless beds around the perimeter of your own garden and then put the car back afterwards. <laughs> it's effortless. <laughs> then what I've done is I've um, and, and when, so, the, when the sun comes out, the other thing I really enjoy doing, I go out for a very early pre-dawn walk. Um, I find a couple of defenders and I remove the doors, the bonnet, and the tailgate, and they make a really good raised bed as well. <laughs> and because I haven't paid for them, they're simply free. <laughs> Car theft gardening with Monty Don. It's cardening. Um, Remember, it's cardening. Cardening. Yes, we did talk about this, didn't mm. we? I th- yeah. And I think this is the time. It, it could. It'll be peak cardening soon. Uh, it's funny enough. Later today, think, I'm expecting um, an appearance from the unexpectedly bald man that I mentioned on a previous <laughs> show because he's coming over to um, tidy up my garden. Is he like the smoking man from the X Files? <laughs> Do you remember the X Files with the smoking yeah. man? Yeah, yeah, he was quite a sinister dude, wasn't he? Um, and then what? Hang on, what was that song? Uh, what? The oh, I know. It was X-Files, one or? one week. Was the song? What about the X Files? No, there's that song that we're watching X Files with no light. On with Don Lemaison, fucking terrible lyric that always that? used to make me go a bit. Uh, yeah, who teeth did that? Go jangly. Who did that? Um, Don Lemaison. We're smoking. We're watching as far as no lights on with Don Lemaison. I hope the Smoky Man's in this one. Was the yes. lyric? It's yes. been one week since you looked at me. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's um, actually a pretty can- shit song now. Canadian, Canadian people. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Here we go. Chicken of China, the Chinese so. chicken. chicken. Shut up! Bare naked ladies. Bare naked ladies. That was it. Well, they didn't have yes. another hit, I don't think. So I'll, uh, give, I'll give them their one hit. I'll give them it. I bet they did in Canada. Well, I bet they did with the smoking man because they're Canadian. So yeah. uh, they're from Scarborough in Ontario, according to Wikipedia. So. Um, Scarborough, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's not get bogged down in discussing the bare naked ladies. But yeah, that that lyric in that song does it make oh, you? It makes me really like all my internal organs sort of curl up like a snail. I it's don't know if horrible. anybody ever learned all the lyrics. There are it's lyrically heavy song, isn't it? Very heavy. Yes, it's a busy song. There's a lot. They've squeezed. That's part of the problem. They've squeezed too many words in. You'd which, never, uh, you'd never have like say four shots of black sambuca and go. Come on, let's do karaoke. I'm gonna rack. <laughs> I'm gonna rack one up. Let's do. I know that that song by the Bay Naked Leaders. I can't remember it. 
but it'll be on the system. Get it up, get it up. You can imagine the ball, the ball would be just thrashing through <laughs> the lyrics. The ball will be thrashing through the lyrics, and of course your alky-soaked brain will be going, oh, fuck, I'm not going to keep up with this. I'm really not. Um, it's a bit like the um, when you see greyhound racing and the the electric hair on the on the rail, sort of monorail hair. I don't know what you call it. Always, <laughs> do you know what? It always, fasc- always fascinated me more than the actual running dogs. Yes, always. always. Me too. Because it has a little house that it goes into, doesn't it? Because otherwise the dogs would just tear it to pieces. So at the start and the end, it has to zoom into a little house. Yeah, and I, I actually wanted to feature the sort of... The, the engineering and the spec behind it. What's its naught to 60? Oh, it's massive. Because it, it is a hare, isn't it? It's supposed to be a hare. Yeah, um, a rabbit, yeah. <clears throat> rabbit, yeah. I suppose aerodynamically. Well, yes, let the dog see the rabbit. Is that a grey... Is that come from greyhound racing? Yeah, I thought it was Paddy McGuinness saying that when he does that dating <laughs> show. <laughs> Did you... Uh, I like that show. I used to... We used to... It was a little bit of a... Little bit of a what was it? Saturday um, night. Something me out. Was it take me out? Take, take me out, yeah. Take me um, out. <laughs> take me out. And, uh, but before we had kids, my wife and I would be a good, if we weren't out on a Saturday night. Yeah. It struck that perfect thing. When you get old enough that you don't always have to go out on a Saturday night, but yes. before you have children, so you usually stay in anyway. In that little <laughs> uncanny valley, we just make a massive bowl of spag bol or something and open a nice bottle of red wine and sit and watch Take Me Out. And, and But I realised that as that series went on, his let the dog see the rabbit and all of that started to become increasingly nonsensical. They were just, they were just like, let the Vauxhall see the Astra. And you go, that doesn't make any sense. You've just taken <laughs> a word pairing that exists and split it apart for the purposes of your yeah, it's formatted not, intro. It's not quite right, is it? I think I, he, he shouldn't have given it up. I don't think he did. I think they just they retired the show, didn't they? I, well, I reckon he quit because of Top Gear. Uh, I reckon he thought his, his schedule was going to be too busy. I reckon I if he know. hadn't got a job on Top Gear, then Take Me Out might still exist. But I could be wrong. I might actually, we might have to ask a few friends of friends yeah. who will yeah, know the well, true answer. Or maybe, 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 maybe Paddy's a listener. See, I thought that Take Me Out ended about three or four years ago. Did it not? Right, just, let, let's seriously, let's Rich. Make I, this I, I don't know. I don't know, Rich. I, honestly, I've come watched, on. Why in my whole life, I've probably watched five episodes, and I Look, enjoyed all of them. Don't get me wrong. It's the just, brain retains useless information. Let's be honest. I've just been able to recite some of the bare naked ladies. Oh yeah. It's been one, one week, week since you looked. They're in my brain. That was in there. Didn't I, have to look it up. That was in there. I'm carrying that round with me. Cannot. Do you ever do this? <clears throat> if you said to me at gunpoint, when's your son's birthday? I have to take a breath to make sure I get it right. Oh, completely. I always just get a bit jumbled which year he was born in and things because I get my kids mixed up. And, um, oh, com- com- completely. But yeah, my wife the other day asked me um, what inspired me to um, to to paint my Chevrolet the colours that it was and mm-hmm. I bet I recited the name of the guy that built the show car in the States in the late 90s what low rider club he was from what year it, oh I, it what year it was came out in the magazine and I hadn't I hadn't even thought about that for about a decade at least and she just looked at me and she went I can't believe you just know that and I went well neither can I I'm almost ashamed frankly yeah it's like I was I was out for a run this morning and I remembered a fact about the Austin Maestro and I was just like again carrying that oh, that's carrying baggage. it that's baggage baggage but you know yeah. um, I've just looked this up take me out 
Take me out. Let the wiki see the pedia. And uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have submitted that one. Let um, the pedo see the wiki. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dangerous <laughs> yeah, comment. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so on, it says, on the 10th of February 2020, ITV announced that the show was axed after 11 series. Eight oh. couples who met on the show subsequently got married. Six babies were born to contestants who met on the show. So... Uh, sort of happy ending. So, the, okay, yeah, so okay, you're right. So, it was only it was only last year that um, it was axed. I hate it when they say shows axed because it sort of ignores how TV works. Yeah, axed makes it sound like you know someone literally went down to the production office with just, an axe and, and sort of waved. cleaved in twain a couple of laptops just to teach them a lesson. And it's not, is it? Shows just don't get renewed, which is a bit different. Yeah, and the renewal process is actually really long and drawn out and quite boring. Yeah. So they probably yeah. ummed, ummed and ahed about it for about a year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not an accurate reflection, I would say. Um, it's In some ways, it's getting worse as well because the streaming services, such as Netflix or Amazon Prime, they can see very precise data about who's watching and for how long and all of that sort of stuff, which they don't share with the people who make the programmes. They just have a policy of not doing that. But they internally, they know exactly who's watching and when and for how long. So if you mm. stop watching a show, they know that you gave up on it. They know if you came back to it and picked it up a bit later. They know everything. And that level of data means they can use it to inform their decisions about whether things are recommissioned. But what it does is it turns recommissioning into a science rather than just a sort of gut feeling of yeah do you know what this show was all right and the figures were pretty good on the yeah. the old-fashioned way of calculating viewing figures which yeah. is an extrapolation and not a real number the streamers have real numbers and so they just get all tied up in their data which means that they spend a long time scratching their asses and looking at spreadsheets um instead of just sort of cracking on instead of what shows. being a little bit more f uh, free fall creative I, I think they might be in some cases where they you know they, they have good vibes about a show or it gets one of the things my experience of working with amazon was that they used to talk about noise and they meant like how much it was being talked about on social media oh so, oh okay okay noise i mean i should say you know we didn't when we were doing the grand tour the original three series of the grand tour that was a commission they commissioned three series so we didn't have to go through that process we just sort of cracked on um but I know someone who has got another show with a streaming service at the moment waiting to hear if they've got the classic Alan Partridge, give me a second series, you shits. And, um, <laughs> and it's taking forever. I've actually given up um, pitching TV shows. I gave up about, uh, I don't know, five years ago, might have been. Can't remember. Because it's so much work and so, so little feedback often. Mm. And you think you've got a great idea and you just constantly, someone's just returning it back to you or never, never actually returning it. Just you never really know whether it's right or wrong. But ultimately, yeah. it's so, just, so much is done on taking a punt. Yeah. Because nobody knows. The one that always gets me is Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Like nobody could have foreseen that to be a huge hit and a format that they were able to sell to the US and all sorts and all around the world because apart from the else back to basics strictly come dancing as a title is like it's a reference to two extremely out of date things it is and yeah and it's inexplicable they were melded together except that they both involve ballroom dancing it's a, it's actually a pretty shitty title for a show that's become accepted because the show is huge and good and well, popular you, yeah 
Imagine if a car show was called I Insist You Drive With Me. <laughs> get in and shut up. It's yeah, nice exactly. Idea. Actually, get in, sit down, shut up might actually be. <laughs> I mean, it's a good old sticker that we've seen on many a car, but... I don't think it would... That's not... That's Clarkson's I, I, new show there, Rich. It sounds a bit kidnappy. It's it, like uh, our, yeah, friend, yeah. our friend Jason Barlow fronted that show for BBC Two many years ago, which was... Oh, when it transmitted, it was called... Is it Right Car? Golly, I can't remember. Wrong Car, Right Car, was it? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was thinking... I think it was, was Right it? Car, Wrong Car. Yeah. But the working title, in fact, not just the working title, the original title of that show was Car Jack. And they filmed a load of it using that title. And I think they even had Jason saying to people, Jason, if I'm getting this wrong, I apologise, mate. But the, they said, I think they had him sort of going, you know, surprising the punters who they were going to help find cars by going... You've been carjacked. And then they realised that carjacking was quite in the news at that time and people were getting hurt and stabbed and all sorts and they realised that was on, wasn't acceptable. So they, they, they hastily edited out all references to that and renamed say, the show. Like, South African market's probably not going to uh, hugely uh, get enthusiastic about a show called Carjack. So, yeah. Sort of a weekly occurrence here. Not really down with that. Thanks. Yeah, not funny. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, that was a new property show called You've Been Burgled. Brilliant. I'll have to give that a watch. That <laughs> Is that like you? Setting. It's a mixture between Through the Keyhole and uh, You've Been Framed. <laughs> you've Been well, it's Burgled. Right. Without your permission, some interior designers <laughs> break into your house and redo it. It's actually quite similar to our vigilante car detailing idea, which um, I think is... I, I guess we're not going to pitch to any TV executives. No, of course we're not. But we're gonna, we're just gonna, we'll, get, we'll, we'll self-commission it. No, we won't. Yeah, well, if that's the police the way, are listening. It? No, we won't. Um, I think the, the the thing I was going to say about TV commissioning. Sorry, not to crap on about it too much on this um, car podcast. But um, have you ever read um, uh, William Goldman's book Adventures in the Screen Trade? He was the bloke who wrote Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and lots of other movies. Oh no, I have brilliant screenwriter. It's a fantastic book. It's. Uh, it's just it's, it's sort of an autobiography but focusing on his work so it's interesting it doesn't get bogged down in. and then when I was five I remember a teacher called Miss Wilson it's, it's, it's much better than that and um, <laughs> apart from anything else he doesn't have a sort of bizarre northern English accent um, but he one of his mantras in that is just um, people don't know what they're doing no one knows what they're doing it's all sort of just blithering around blind luck and, and trying to get things done in the movie industry just went, no one knows what they're doing he includes himself in that. I mean, his his sort of obvious self-doubt is one of the things that makes the book quite heartening because you go, hang on a minute, he wrote fucking Butch Cassidy and he's still yeah. riddled with this belief that he's not good enough. So it just sort of shows that no matter how high you climb, you can still be very human. But um, it's, it's yeah, his mantra about no one knows what they're doing, I always think is quite a good one. Although I did once say this to a friend of mine who works in an entirely different industry and she went, I know what I'm doing. And I sort of went, yeah, but, you know, I mean, but like, in truth, really? we're all bluffing it a little bit. She went, no, honestly, I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, um, I'm i not going to pursue that line then because it starts to sound insulting. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got forwarded a, a, a car advert this morning on, on Car and Classic by um, the guy who's assembling my Impala, a friend of mine, Simon. And Yes. And at first, I, he just said, do you see anything a bit unusual about this um, advert? And I was looking at it. And the advert, I've just forwarded it to you. For a start, in the title, it doesn't have the name of the car. It just says 1965 Summer Cruiser for sale. Oh, so you I just know. go, oh, it's very vague. 
Yeah, that's a bit weird. Secondly, all the photos oh. are screen grabs of the screen of the person's telephone, so they obviously haven't oh, worked yeah. out. Yeah, okay. <gasps> I've just scrolled down. Yeah. Do, Holy! Do, oh, do, this has got to be a gag. Surely. Do you, know what, do you know what I'm going to talk about, Rich? Going to talk about well, the fact they've see. got a, they've got a Ford Thunderbird for sale, and in their camera roll, in their photo roll uh, at the bottom, the tiny little thumbnails, I it goes see. from pictures of the car to pictures of naked skin. But I, uh, I, I can't uh, quite clear. make it out. But so I think those are they're not. He's not taken these pictures. I'm assuming it's a man immediately because it's got nudie pictures and a Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> Um, but these are these look like a, a, a series of photos of just you know I think somebody ladies. somebody's just before going on current classics somebody's been looking at pornography haven't they <laughs> let's but let's not deny is, that is that surely a gag I they, don't know I mean, you wouldn't make such a mistake I think you, it, he can... well I think it's a gag it's 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 in Petworth in in Sussex um, oh well in fact should, the... uh, should, we, should, we, should we read out their telephone number <laughs> well, well we might as well I mean they're obviously but what I lo- again the description the car looks great a 65 4 Thunderbird Beautiful American classic, white with red interior, all original with interesting history, I bet. Daily runner in the summer, always gets attention from passers-by, no rust at all, runs well. Three no rust at all. I love that. I mean, it's a bold That's statement. That's a bold, very bold statement. I mean, I always just gloss over that because those are the sorts of people that don't actually get down onto their knees when they look at a car. No, I know. Those are people that look at the, the condition of the hubcaps and the, the edge of the wheel arch and go oh yeah rot free and you go right all of the places that cars rot are where you never put a hose pipe where do you never put a hose pipe right underneath in all of the nooks and crannies which nobody can be asked to yeah. get to that's where it rots so trust me mate Jesus. you need a head torch and you need kneeling pads <laughs> and i don't mean one of your specialist nude yeah videos. i think he probably does own kneeling pads but for different and ways. a head torch <laughs> I hope this guy's not a doctor. Yeah. I feel a bit strange. Do you think I've got cancer? Uh, so look at your hands. No, you're all right. Yeah, he's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah. But what? what? Slapdash bold claims. No, no, no illnesses <laughs> at all. I've looked in your eyes and you're definitely fit as a fiddle. Are you sure I don't need more tests? Nope. No, and if you excuse me, I have to get into my completely rust-free car. Um, <laughs> From the 60s to go and drive to... Hey, do you know what? What? Given the view of your his camera roll that you can see at the bottom of that mm, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the way... It's, for, it's for, a smut, 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 Thunderbird, Thunderbird, Thunderbird for the ad. Smut, 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 smut. Yeah. He's one of those people who goes to those smutty shops on the A1. Oh, he's in A1... Um, he's in A1... I mean, gro- I know Petworth's, bit, Petworth's a bit far away, but... I don't know. Petworth's, maybe there's. Maybe there's Petworth's it's a bit of a trek. You'd have to go around the M25 for a start. I mean, yeah, but, you know, maybe that's why he uses it daily in the summer for those long trips up the A1 to what, the Grox shop. To look for trucker pamphlets. What? <laughs> and items. I I uh, I just I'm just really I'm just really confused that is about amazing. it. Amazing, um, right? Now, so what I'm going to do? Oh, we will put see, this. Now, we will put this on for 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 anyone that supports the the, the Smith and Smith podcast now, by I'm Patreon. Do, I'll put it on the Patreon. But um, the problem is, somebody is going to well, phone the man, tell him, yeah, and he's going to pull this down. So I'm going to have to save these pictures. Well, no, uh, I mean, his phone number is 01268-98... What? 
Wait, that's uh, actually his phone number, isn't it? Yes, it's his landline. <laughs> but usually, oh no, no, it's not. It's a forwarding service. It is because it's current. Okay, so, so sh- that's okay. okay. But don't well, all say. Well, it's, it's still a number that gets through to the man, I presume, in some way. Well, the, I mean, the man. Uh, he's, he's please leave a message after the tone. You've got gross on your car advert, mate. I was going to say, from what I can tell. Oh my gosh! Hang on a minute. What? Judging by two of those photos, I think that's not a real woman. I think it's um. Those realistic dummies. What? <laughs> I think it's one of those. Which one? Those real. <laughs> How do I describe so, it to you over the phone? I don't. I don't no, it, this is supposed to be a car-related podcast. Yeah, Actually, well, it is still car-related, isn't it? I don't know. I think that that particular planet is <clears throat> but a speck in the window of our spaceship now but um well actually hey no i've got a car thing that, uh, that i was going to tell you i was um yesterday in fact i heard the most unholy scraping <laughs> i mean it was a horrible noise yeah now, bear in mind i was inside a car at the time and quite a quiet but well insulated car and Lex- lexus no well i was in no i was, I was in I've, i'm driving that um land rover discovery Sports uh, plug-in hybrid. Oh, Disco Sports Fev. Sports. Because uh. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm driving it to review it. So I was driving that, and there was just this horrible scraping noise. Now I was on the North Circular, the okay. London Inner Orbital Road, and I was on one of those bits where it's basically a motorway. And the scraping it's like the M25's noise. more edgy brother. Yeah, because it goes. Yeah, because it's one of those idiotic roads that sometimes it's one lane in each direction, sometimes it's three or four, and you just go, just pick one, and it's, so it <laughs> bottlenecks like a bastard but, <laughs> and goes through all manner of different areas. But I was on a on a big bit going around North London, and over the central reservation was the source of the scraping noise, which was a recovery truck. Yeah, that was dragging uh, a Toyota Avensis. It had got hoiked up in the air. The front was all smashed in. It was crabbing behind the the truck, and the arse of it was scraping along the ground. And he was driving down basically a fucking motorway like that. And I was just like, "What are you doing?" What completely oblivious to the? Well, yeah, but it was so loud that I could hear it, sort of like. 50 feet away at least oh. it was a horrible noise just go what in the name of all that's holy are you playing at had it had i only it, thought of it as well it moved, I was like, had it had it had it worn through the tires no i don't think it worn through the tires i think it was the it was back, the back of the car actual back got of it the car. hoiked up at too extreme an angle an acute anglais but then also the, the car was visibly not straight it wasn't following in a straight line it was crabbing for various reasons i mean the whole car looks a bit like a parallelogram like it had been in some bizarre whack but it i was thought the it weirdest was weirdest thing i mean it, i thought you were going to say it was dragging it sort of in park you know like a, dragging a stubborn child oh, into a shop no you know, who's refusing I, to go but i just I, it, it's a long time since i've seen a sort of because you see old you know knackered cars being hoiked around on the back of trucks where they've been sort of you know cruelly high abbed onto the flatbed i bet you do in 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 the capital i don't see it so much here unfortunately you not no it's not so much dereliction i mean actually i say that i was just dropping one of the kids off at um one of their after school kind of clubs the other day and someone's put a fairly new clio into a hedge just about a mile and a half down the road and i was marveling at what 
angle they'd hit this corner and obviously not gone round the corner and absolutely ruined it. And they were um, they were trying to sort of work out how to drag it out of the ditch and onto the back of the, the lorry. But that's the first time I've seen something like that in a while. I, I, I've, I miss though that those those times in London where there were a lot of ghetto cars. Yeah, uh, rid- riddling the streets. I know we've talked yeah. about that on various times before, but it was an era. It was a golden era for dereliction. <laughs> yes, yeah. When it was when scrap was uh, all, all, time all time low, low wasn't it? And yeah, it just yeah. yeah, the streets were littered with it, usually with the number plates priced off. But but there still are are there car? There still are cars that lurk around that you just go when when are you going to come and get this or are you not? Is this it? Is this where this car lives? But I think it depends on someone to report it mm, for it not does. being taxed. Yeah. Otherwise, they just sit there. And um, like that Honda Jazz that I've mentioned before that enraged the old lady in my neighbourhood for being parked outside her house for about eight months or something. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but I, but I haven't seen inept towing for a long time where you just go, that's, I mean, in what... You can't not be hearing the noise. No, you can't. But you do. No. You you clearly think it's okay, and it's okay enough to venture onto a fast-moving arterial road like that. That's um, that's bold. It's bold or it's decision. it's it's zero zero f's given. It could be that. I yeah. I run, think running late. The cars used. They will have already made the assumption the cars irreparable. Oh yeah, or the owner of the car's been been rude, and they're like, "Right, I'll teach you." The front smashed in. Let's let's trash the back while we're there. <laughs> yeah, By the time it just... gets to the yard, there'll be no there'll be no part of it that anyone will want. Um, and of course, these days, cars get written off so damn easily anyway, compared to the um, olden days when they did put quite a lot of effort into resurrecting car. I know there weren't health and safety rules like there are now, but yeah. Poor old Avensis. Not that I, I know, actually care well, about Avensi, but you know. No, what I, mean. I know. They're, 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 but then at the same time, they do that thing I was saying last week about the sort of admirable ability to just endure in a cockroach like way, sort of somehow makes them endearing. But yeah. um, uh, that did remind me we've had, speaking of cockroach cars and deceased spec cars as well, we still get in <laughs> loads of. Loads of <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are, and I love them. I, I, I'm becoming really quite enthused about it, especially when uh, our mutual friend, um, photographer Mark Riccioni, he s- sent me a message saying, you can type passed away into auto trader keywords and almost all the results fit the agenda that you were talking about in your podcast so that's really good you can narrow the search down to saying i just want to buy a dead person's car yeah. I'm, not, I'm not interested in alive people's cars because that's just you know there's too there's a lot of baggage with it with deceased cars and usually the baggage is it's not my car i've got to sell it mm. dad dad's died slash grandpa slash grandma slash auntie and you know let's just get this done Put it on the trader, you know, job done. Problem is, though, I've just spent the last, I think, what what was it? Was it two two podcasts ago? I've spent all of that time starting to look at cars again, and I'd sort of weaned myself off the car search. Uh. <laughs> but it's come, it's come back because I keep getting K11 micros thrust under my nose and immaculate Kia Sedonas and stuff that nobody really wants. Who wants, who wants an immaculate Kia Sedona? That is a good question. Kia Sedona. Kia Sedona. 
no one, I think. No one. The, no. Yeah. There's a there's another Kia. What the nobody wants the, or the Well, around <laughs> the corner from my house there's another Kia and it's a Do you remember that sort of short-lived boom in kind of MPV-shaped Fiesta-sized cars? Yeah, you, like the Vauxhall Mariva being a great case in point. It was sort of they yeah, bridged yeah, yeah, that yes, gap between yes. car like, makers went, okay, people are a bit bored of normal cars now, let's go. Mini, oh, MPVs, mini, yeah, they mini seem MPV, to be quite, Super mini MPV, I suppose. Yeah, and they're ultimately pointless. And um, uh, another and, terrible example of that, that I saw one yesterday, and I almost took a picture of it just to go, what an absolutely tedious pile of cack this was. The Golf Plus. <laughs> oh, the Golf that? The Golf Plus was, 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 was the, the Golf with, arth- with arthritis. That's yes. all it was. I hated it. Arthritis golf. It exactly. isn't. It isn't arthritis golf. But you know, there are a couple of those which are good. I bet. Are you going to say the Kia Venga, or was the Venga not a people? Is carrier? is it? Well, see this thing. There's one not like round the corner from me, and I go past it all the time. And every time I see it, I have to go. What is that thing called? Is it the Venga? See, look, I've forgotten again. Or is it, again, the, Ka- or is it, it the Karens with a C? It's like a sort of snub-nosed dullard of a car it's just so inexplicable yes yes the is kia it, venga boys is it the venga yeah i was right i knew it was either that or the karens but the karens is a bigger car and i, and I know that the the, the, Hang on, so the which name the, karens? the name karen is referred to as a sort of is it a female gammon these days <laughs> Uh, it's, have, have well, quite, I mean, I think maybe quite. the nuances are a little bit different, but it's, yeah, it's used... Femigammon? It's a bit more like, maybe, yeah, but it's a bit sort of it's like disparaging of a kind of, the kind of... Don't they also, people sort of say it's like... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They, they, they describe it as someone who typically would demand to see the manager in any given situation. Uh, or is it someone that doesn't believe... Um, doesn't believe any of the research but hasn't done any research so just kind of makes a very quick decision on quite a heavy weighty yeah uh, life impacting subject yeah Yeah, okay just checking seems like a lot of doctors are in favor of this but my cousin on facebook said it's bad so i'm going to go with my cousin because she's family (laughs) i thought you were actually regaling a real anecdote then i wanted Uh, to read out um a a contribution on the subject of deceased spec cars from a chap called Martin L, who is one of our patrons, and he put this on Patreon last week. Uh in reference to um when we were we were looking at some of our other listeners uh, deceased spec cars <laughs> and there was that Xantia with a lot of hand scum. <laughs> 
on the, on the interior of the photos. Martin uh, wrote on the Patreon, finding hand scum in a car is one thing, but I've encountered something worse. In 2010, I bought a dead man's 1997 Ford Escort Gear X for £500. It's just so Sort of feel like people could read these out over a backing track. You know, like, do you remember that song, Wear Sunscreen, that was Baz Luhrmann? Oh, yeah. Should we do our own version? Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99. Wear sunscreen. Well, um, in Buy 2010, dead I bought a people's dead man's <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, he bought a Ford Escort Gear X. Get a hey, fancy for five hundred pounds. Uh, Martin goes on to say, dynamically, it was complete cow pass as you'd expect, <laughs> but it was in amazing condition for a thirteen-year-old Ford Escort. The air conditioning worked a treat. It had new tyres and a twelve-month MOT. I don't think uh, I could have found cheaper motoring at the time. You couldn't. One oddity was that its six-disc multi-changer under the passenger seats, brackets, remember when that was a thing? I do. Contained, it contained two CDs, and both of them were Sade's Diamond Life album. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he really Double Sade! Double Sade! I don't... Oh. I mean, I don't... What? Double what? Sade! <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I d- I don't. it doesn't matter that I don't get it. It's brilliant. So hang on. He either forgot that he'd bought it or yeah. did, did he think it was a different music album by Shard Engine and he thought, oh, what? I'll buy the other one. And it, it wasn't the other one. It was is, the same one. Is it one. possible that <laughs> she reissued it and this guy went, I like Shard so much, I'm going to buy the reissue and just pop that in the old changer as well because yeah. it's been remastered. And unless, unless one of them was signed, perhaps. Oh, I love that. I love that about it. But then why it. would you... You'd keep that for best, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would keep that for best. Yeah. Maybe. I just... Well, I mean, I, mean I, I, certainly... I quite like... I mean, sort of late night driving, I could I could put a bit of Sade on. Um, yeah. I, poor old Sade gets sort of remembered for smooth operator, doesn't she, basically? And actually yeah. her... She's a know, bit cabaret. Her, her canon is much broader than that. and um, And she's got a really, really amazing voice but um as she as doesn't the former owner of this escort would have would attest i liked it so much i bought it twice <laughs> um that's <laughs> i'm just i'm it's searching six CD for reasons. Changer under the, i'm just going to read this again because it's just it's it's so brilliant uh, the one odyssey was it six disc multi-changer under the passenger seat contained two cds and both of them were sade's diamond life <laughs> album <laughs> 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 but that that's not the reason that Martin has um, written this he says after owning the car for a few months I was taking a friend to hockey practice and he couldn't believe what an amazing purchase it was for £500 he then asked what the stuff above my head was didn't know what he was talking about so I looked up oh sweet Jesus the headlining directly above the driver's seat had that greasy layer of matted knotted hair baked into the headlining and sort of smeared from the driver's side door to just above the driver's head I retched hard several times clearly the dead man who had once loved both escorts and Sade was quite a tall man with some mobility issues (laughs) every time he got in the car he must have smeared his large ginger head over the headlining (laughs) leaving a trail of slimy ginger hair and I hadn't noticed it until my friend had pointed it out if you didn't know better you'd have sworn someone had beaten a fox to death (laughs) (laughs) needless to say after at least half an hour of intense scrubbing and different chemicals I did manage to get it all gone 
I got rid of the car after about six months because every time I drove it, I thought about the hair smear. Oh, hair smear. <laughs> I, do you know what I would have done? In that, just as a finale um, on the detailing cleansing front, I would have definitely decanted some some brute into one of those uh, weed sprayers. And I would have oh, just I would have just soaked it's... I would have soaked the whole headlining in it and then left the doors open for a couple of hours just to really get it going. Mm. That would have been Oh my god, what an amazing story. Thank you for that. I, yeah, I, Martin, I, that is <clears throat> uh, we we get a lot of great emails and messages and, and, and things, but that, that was up there. stands out as an absolute corker, both for the uh, the Sade and the use of the um the expression hair smear I, so thank you ever so much i am going to read out one other quick story because it's similar and it and it had me chuckling um and it's from pedro lonsdale on um in instagram loved the uh podcast about um hands gum quick note on that post divorce <laughs> i needed a cheaper state car i bagged a mark one focus gear estate for 400 sheets everything worked on it and bizarrely it had 10 months mot too i'm not sure why that was bizarre but mm. How- however the steering wheel full stop I got the disinfectant wipes out, and by merely brushing against the wheel, it would instantly turn jet black. (laughs) 40 wipes, two buckets of soapy water later, I had what I thought was a clean steering wheel. Cracking car, though. Had the best of Queen, Sounds of the 60s, Volume 3. (laughs) (laughs) And a a reggae mix party CD stuck in the CD. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Re- read those again. It had, uh, the, it had the best of Queen. Best of Queen. The sounds of the sixties, volume three, <laughs> and and a reggae <laughs> mix party CD stuck in the in dash CD player. I fixed That's... that by giving it a really hard thump. <laughs> That is one of those people on Popmaster, isn't it? What kind of music do you like? And they go, oh, a bit, oh, of, bit everything. of everything. Bit of everything, Ken. Bit of everything, bit of everything, like, yeah. bit of everything. Bit of 60s. Bit of, bit of 60s. Love, <laughs> love Freddie and Queen. Um, I love reggae. Yeah, reggae's good. It lightens the mood, really relaxes me. <laughs> in the summer, I love a bit of reggae and then a bit of Queen and then a bit yeah, of 60s. I go out in the garden and what I do is I burn a load of cheap meat and then I listen to Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my thing. Okay, we're going to move on. It's it, it, one of those contestants on Potmaster where Ken Bruce is, is obviously struggling. Just, <laughs> oh, throw me a lane here, please. Say something interesting. <laughs> but they, oh, I like a bit of everything, Ken. Well, uh, let's check the CD changer of your Ford Focus. Oh, gosh, yes, you, you really do. Um, that's that's, what, a, that's I mean, what he should do. He should send someone <laughs> round unannounced. <laughs> And just go, just go. Hi, I'm from BBC Radio Two. Go. Oh wow, that's a bit strange. Uh, did you apply for Potmaster? Yeah, I did actually. Right. Um, give me the keys to your car. Stay in the house. Go. Ooh, that's a bit weird. Okay. And they go straight out to the car, and they they find an iPod or a CD. I mean, there's few, probably very few. I was going to say. Or, like, I think this is like 15 years too late to do the multi-changer roulette um, investigation. This is yeah. multi-changer roulette, though, isn't it? That's what it is. And then, or they check the radio station and they go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. You've applied for, for Potmaster on Radio 2. You're actually listening to Smooth. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? That is ridiculous. Do, well, if, if Ken got really militant about things. Okay, before we start, <clears throat> uh, one of our researchers came to your house and found that you're in your car you're listening to Magic FM. Yeah. You Judas, you <laughs> fucking traitor. <laughs> no, you're not playing the quiz today. Fuck off. <laughs> 
I'm really sorry, Ken. I was having an. I'm sorry, Ken. No, it's too late. I lent the car to my to my friend. Uh, They they just must have changed the station or the local garage. The last time I was driving, it was Sarah Cox. I just don't like her accent. Well, now you're a racist as well. Get off my shore. Anyway, where were we? I can't remember. Oh, you know. Do you like it when you take your car in for a service or an MOT and the radio station is changed? I find that no, quite offensive. I find that invasive. It's yeah. yeah. I, I've had I've had Kiss left on mine. I've had Capital, <gasps> all sorts stuff that I don't tend to listen to. Kiss Jury, I might let it it's off. It's rude, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm sort of the mind, yeah. particularly in a car that doesn't have electric memory seats, that the garage staff should leave your seat where it is, even if that makes the car quite hard to manoeuvre for them. It's just a courtesy because when you get back in your car and you go, ah. Oh, I bet in oh, Germany. I bet in Germany they leave position. marks, a measurement <laughs> chalk marks. Yeah. I bet they do, and they go. Uh, <laughs> you need to put the seat back there, and they'll just casually do it. And even though the MOT tester <clears throat> is six foot nine, they still put it back exactly. Because the thing yeah. is, if they were to drive it in exactly the same seat position, like if I get in the car when my wife has the the, the seat adjusted, some cars I can't actually get in. I can't get my knees behind the wheel. So yeah. I or find you ever, myself possibly trying to drive a car in a very dangerous position. Have you ever got into a car that someone shorter than you has been driving and as you try and get wedge yourself into that small space, you feel like you're going to put your back out? It's quite I, was, I, I it's a it's a, a perilous moment, I think. When the, you have to if you give his manual seat and you've got to go jiggle yourself backwards before you tear a ligament or something. Um the my old executive producer from Top Gear in the Grand Tour, Andy Willman, was famous for rarely adjusting car seats in cars that he got into that someone else had been driving. So we used to make it a game. You know, if we got a press car knocking around the office and it was like, all oh, right, Wilman's going to take this tonight, he'd put the seat either really far back or really far forward <laughs> when you got out. <laughs> And then hopefully you'd catch him leaving work and you could see if he'd, <laughs> he'd bothered to... And once we did a seat on, like, really big recline, and he just... We saw him driving out of the car park, just sitting upright, like, like he was sitting on an ottoman with no back on it, just driving... <laughs> just put the fucking seat up again. Why? Why, would he, why was he an I adjustment refuser? Why? I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he was one of those adjustment deniers that you hear about. Yeah. Um... That's amazing. I don't know. That's amazing. I don't know. He was just, he was absolutely famous for it. it was, TV's Jeremy Clarkson alerted us to this because him and Andy are old mates. And so Jeremy had clocked it years ago and he just went, you know, Wilman never adjusts the seat if he can help it. So you just put, you just really fuck him up by putting the seat in a stupid position and he'll just drive off like that. I quite it's like incredible. it when the, if the steering wheel has adjustable um, reach, I like putting it so far into the dash, you know, where it looks like it's starting to get buried a bit. Or it looks like the car has Procon 10 that's gone off. <laughs> Dated yeah. nerdy references. It, it, I, 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 do quite, I do quite like it. I sometimes get, a, uh, if a car gets delivered like a test car, I'm, mm. always, I'm always clocking the interesting driving postures of different people. And sometimes it is. It's the seat. Bloody hell, though. Because sometimes... Those, I know this is a bit in, but when you know you, you do the job that we do, sometimes you, you get cars delivered to your house by usually by a sort of genial retiree who's earning a few extra quid delivering cars for car makers, and they'll come to the front door and they seem like a sort of normally proportioned average height person, but when you then get into the car they've just vacated, yeah, 
the one for me that I always find is they've got the seat height like right up and you just go but you I mean you look to me to be about five foot eleven so you must have had to drive here with your head all canted over unless (laughs) they've all been doing the trick to oh, the Wilman trick. that we used to do to Wilman, where they just go, oh, I'm going to drop this car off before I do. I'm going to put the driving position into something fucking idiotic. That's a great idea. That's or and and also the other thing, put the heated seat on full bore, but the aircon on like 14. <laughs> so you go, what's going on? What's going on? Is this person flu-like? Is this person showing some terrible flu-like symptoms? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I've regularly my got... My back's hot, but my face is cold. What's I have regularly got in a car before, I'm sure I've told you this, where it's just absolutely on care home setting. You're like, it's on 27. Who in their right mind needs it on 27? Like, the air that I'm breathing in is is baking my lungs. Like, nobody needs that. Like, 22, never be on 22. Who needs more than mm. 22, for crying out loud? Yeah. This is yeah. daft. My wife has this, uh, and this sometimes applies <clears> to the home heating as well, uh, as you know you know my wife she's a very intelligent woman but she doesn't understand how thermostats work so if she gets in the car and it's very cold she will crank it to like 28 or something and you go no no just just put it on like 22 or 23 and, and it'll it get will, it'll find that temperature for you that's how it's programmed to work yeah she refuses to be it got to the point where on some long journey and she kept doing it and I was like just no don't now it's going to get too hot and then you're going to have to turn it right down and then you'll turn it down to 16 and then you're in this eternal <laughs> cycle of extremes Higher, of temperature Higher, I, I got lower. so annoyed because okay feeling a bit too sweaty now what's the solution 16 or even better can you make the display say low spell L-O oh yeah um, of course yeah and I said right do you know what I'm going to get hold of someone who designs heating and ventilation systems for a car company and I'm going to speak to them and I'm going to get them to explain to you how thermostats in cars work. And I never did. But it's, it's yeah, the household thermostat's an ongoing issue. I mean, if anyone listening is an HVAC engineer, please do get in touch and, and I can pass it on to my wife because she is still prone to extremes of temperature in cars. And now on Shell 5, extremes of temperature. Starring HVAC. Inspector HVAC. Inspector HVAC. Yeah, he knows. D.I. Hiab. Oh, yeah. Hiab's definitely in there. Yeah. Oh, I know. um, Talking uh, right at the start about um, gardening and things. Yeah. A friend of mine down the road who I, I, I saw in the pub recently going, it was quite special going to the pub. I've been to the pub twice in two weeks. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was best bastard cold. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, I had I had a fleece on and a puffer jacket on. So I felt like, a, I actually felt like a gardener. But, um, <laughs> or someone that works on Country File. But, um, but I, all I was doing is drinking and talking about the good old times. But, um, the, the 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 guy down the road, bless him, Graham. He's a nice bloke. He's got a Discovery Two, mm. and he's had it for quite a while. So it's one of the very last of the Discovery Two Land Rovers. He he, he he digs it. Mm. But um, the other day, um, I I asked. I can't remember why we were talking about car cleanliness or something. Uh, oh, I know, because his wife's car is a plug-in hybrid, and he was having issues with the sockets not quite going home into the the plug so he, mm. borrowed, he borrowed my charger to see if it was his charger anyway i said oh well um do you do, do, do you clean your disc very often he went no he said um 
I'm never getting rid of the moss in the uh, in the in the window channels. You can't. <laughs> and he looked at me, and I he paused quite a while before he chuckled. And I said, <clears throat> "Is it? Is I reckon it's a bit of a rite of passage for old school discovery owners to keep the moss, the algae around the window rubbers because they 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 do seem to suffer from it." Yeah, um, because I think it's one of the last cars with traditional window rubbers, rather than your sort of bonded-on glass. Yeah, I think, I think they it still is. Have I think trad rubbers, don't they? They do because <clears throat> I think it has two-piece doors, as in the window frames bolt onto the lower door. I think they rather do, rather than it being a, a one-piece pressing or anything or welded on. I think yeah. it's old school, like an old-fashioned, you know, sixties car or a seventies yeah, Range Rover. Well, that's it, because that's where the doors yeah. are from, isn't it? And even, yeah. I think, probably structurally, the doors on a Disco 2, although they reskinned the outside, I think they're still basically Range Rover doors from the 70s. I, so, bet, I bet they probably yeah. are. Someone told me that those those old-school doors, that uh, you, you barely notice it, but when they're bolted on, that the top frame can actually move slightly, and at speed, the tops of the doors are basically being sucked out a little bit and breaking free of their seal, which is why they're a bit of a nightmare and car companies figured out eventually a better way of doing it but um, Land Rover obviously didn't also the moss is a heritage feature isn't it because just the defenders in, oh. mine included build up a, a, a healthy layer of moss in the window runners if you don't keep on top of it and I think maybe the discovery is just carrying on that noble tradition is it a heritage algae heritage algae yeah yeah Tra- I, good old traditional british algae heritage not algae algae. algae's in the sea isn't it it would just be moss wouldn't it uh no you can have uh what's the stuff that when you leave a car under a tree for too long you get mildewy type stuff that's algae algae's not i think al- algae's not just sea a uh, uh, sub 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 aqua i'm pretty sure I'm going to use this browser tab that I've got currently looking at Sade's Diamond Life album. <laughs> Are you? I'm going to look up <laughs> algae, which is a tough one to spell. Uh, algae is... I love the term algal because it's just not oh, used God. enough. It's just... And Huge it sounds like the Algarve. So I'm just going on holiday to the algal. How are you? That sounds nice. <laughs> a bit murky, <laughs> a bit overcast. Oh, so seaweed is technically algae. Yes, it is. It's a type of algae, yeah. Algae makes much of the Earth's oxygen. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It does. I respect the algae. This is too complicated. Why can't someone just reduce it to a very simple sentence, this vastly complicated thing? Um, I'm thinking of... you got me bloody thinking of Sade now. Sade. you got me thinking about Sade. What does Sade drive now? Oh, do you know what? What does Sade drive? She's very sophisticated, isn't she? Mm, she is. And smooth. Is... Did... Hang on. Oh, I really but it would have to be something that was a little bit that, that had exotic colours. She's not a silver or grey car girl. No. She's just not. She would never she'd want a bit of colour. Do you know what Sade's real first name is? Uh Debbie. Helen. Is it? Mm. Is her surname Sade? No, it's Adu. So she, net worth. I mean, this is all Wikipedia, so let's not assume that. That's not maybe. fact, Rich. You're going against journalistic principles. Uh, according to Wikipedia, yeah. asterisk, her net worth as of 2015 was 50 million quid. Yeah, well, her albums have sold multi-platinum for years because it's the it's the candlelit potential penetration music. <laughs> well, you see, I thought it usually what used to be referred to as dinner party music, <clears throat> isn't it? So it's sort of nice and soft and sophisticated for the background of candles going and 
<clears throat> oh, you must give me this recipe. I do like a couple of her songs. Um, yeah, I feel like I might, when we finish this, I might go and listen to some Sade. Yeah. But not Smooth Operator, just get, you know, remind myself. Ordinary, of, uh, ordinary Love, Ordinary Love's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it's a drum machine It's got a not, very like. sort of haunting kind of minor key kind of thing, hasn't it? It so has. It's, it has. There's a sadness to it. Um, so I wanted to look this up because there was something that, that I thought I knew and it turns out, I was right. She was born in Nigeria, but she was brought up in Essex. Yes. And I think this is important because it might inform what car she drives. So here's what we know about Charlotte. Does she live in Essex now? I'm going to try and find out. I don't think she does. I would like to say she lives in um, Tobago now. She's very rich. Yes, she is. I think she probably has houses all over the shop. Yeah. would be my... I'm going to... Uh, oh, hey, look. Well, again, asterisk, it's Wikipedia. In 2005, Sade moved to the Gloucestershire countryside where she bought a run-down cottage to renovate. What? Sade rarely grants interviews. Oh, Weird God. that they've lumped that together in the same paragraph. <laughs> but, um, I bet she does an interview if, if Screwfix like, listen, we'll give you all the stuff you need for your cost <laughs> renovation. Can we just get, can we just get a 16-second um, clip of that you, you collecting yeah. your um, your cladding? Can you yeah. see that? They'll <laughs> be like, what? Yeah, I'll tell you what, listen, you'll get full staff discount all of this yeah all, all, all of these breeze blocks and everything if you just say hi i'm sade and i love howdens and um, <laughs> they're they're a, they are, and they're, they're a very hashtag smooth operator yes yeah <laughs> our customer services <laughs> oh sade what are you doing oh, i just needed it's fine right. they're, they're i'm offering, gonna do this now they're offering 600 quid's worth of gear so why not you know, sometimes when you type a question into Google, or you start to type something, but then another, it prompts you as if it thinks you know, it knows what you want. And yeah. it's, it, often there'll be something where it's mind-bogglingly idiotic, like, you know, can you eat pebbles or something? And you go, who's asking this for fuck's sake? Oh, but I'm now going to type into Google, where does Sade live? And it says, uh, it comes back with the Gloucestershire It's interesting that she lives in Gloucestershire. I, I had her as a Paradise Island girl, but you know what? She's probably got a... She's she's going to have a holiday home with a moak somewhere, isn't she? Definitely. Or a Mahari. Yeah. Is she a Mahari girl? Um, or is ooh. she is she neither? Is she Suzuki Vitara? Well, because I was going to say she might be Suzuki SJ. Uh, yeah, I mean, she might have from that. She might have a, a Vitara that's been with her for some time, and she's just retired it out there, and it's got, you know, mm. it's got the white vinyl top. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, she's got a really low mileage. One day we're going to find true facts about these people. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just pure <laughs> speculation. If you're listening and you know Sade, or you are Sade, yes. um, get in touch. Just We just we don't want to do an interview, because we know that she doesn't do interviews. No, But no. we just want to know what she drives, what she maybe did what drive. See, I, I can't help thinking that in the 80s she might have had an XJS convertible. No, t- no. It's too old. Do you think not? No, it's too Red. old school for her. She oh. would have sooner had um, a Mercedes one R one two nine SL. Oh yeah. She would oh, have. I bet, she su- I bet she had one of those in a very aquamarine colour. Ooh, suits her. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. She definitely wouldn't have a boring sort of like white or silver or black one. She would have. No, it would a, have to be a, aquatic colours. A jazzy but tasteful colour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm Please, Charlotte. I'm now scrolling through a GQ interview with her, which. 
just there's all this stuff there's about how she got her, her name Shade is an abbreviation of her real Nigerian name and there's a load of stuff about how many records she's sold and she's she's 62 oh my god she I'm, looks I'm, amazing she looks about 42 right yeah I know it's amazing just like Grace Jones Grace Jones doesn't look she stopped ageing in her mid 40s right well I've scrolled all the way through this Sade article now um, oh here we go she's well not- right at the bottom it says I drive a Kia Karens the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, not a Karen's. It's that other one. I can never remember the name of it. Venga, that's it. Venga, um, Venga. Well, hang on a minute. Could we, could we, could we drive the scenic route to Gloucestershire and could we record a podcast from Sade's studio back garden or whatever it is? That well, would be amazing. It, this kind of relies on the cooperation of Sade, doesn't it? But um, yeah, let's just definitely stick stick it on the list. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, look, listen. Uh, we could we could say to it, look, the Smith and Sniff is a in its own if it's in its own um, department uh, c- category. It's regularly UK's most listened to automotive podcast. What if she went? Yeah, I know. And she'll just look at you and go, she go, I've sold yeah. 50 million albums. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this. I absolutely do not need this. I appreciate I, your politeness, but I'm sorry. I just don't care. Do you know what? I'm going to say that she lives in Gloucestershire. Yeah. She's very rich. Yeah. She's very private. And, and down to earth, I reckon. Yeah, and I think she's quite tasteful. Yeah, I do. So I reckon she's got <clears throat> a Subaru Legacy Outback. Oh. Old one. Oh, no. So, so Gloucestershire, so Gloucestershire low profile. And I'd tasteful. love it. I'd love it if she did. I bet you not now, but uh, uh, maybe in the late 80s, I bet she had a, a Saab 900 Carlson. Because I she'd think she'd be, have had a convertible. Though. She would look stunning in a, in a Carlson, wouldn't she? Do you know what I haven't done? Which is obviously a schoolboy error, is I haven't just Googled Sade car. Oh, you're a twat, hope aren't you? some kind of... I mean, the fact that the last four podcasts have involved you spending half the podcast on Google. I know. You absolute stroker. Come on. Uh, Just, mm, this uh, this is going to require further. By the way, whenever I call people strokers, I realise, certainly in American hot rod terms, that's obviously a a stroked engine and and it's not seen as an insult. I know. um, Somebody sent us a message, uh, which obviously I won't be able to find now at short notice, but um, (laughs) saying that they hate it when car ads, like eBay ads, are absolutely just like headache-inducing because they... They just have too much information in them. Uh, as in, uh, is it is it the terminology or is it just too, too thorough? Yeah, I info? can't find that message. Whoever it was, I apologise, but they sent the text from an advert for a Subaru which listed all the mods that had been done to it. And I don't normally get migraines, but it gave me a headache just reading this <laughs> impenetrable, unpunctuated list of slightly meaningless parts being listed out but it started by saying stroker and I, stroker <laughs> yeah and I I, la- I laughed at that because it was hang on a second I found it it's here Robert Fraser it was an email thank you Robert um, Stro- stroker yeah so it's a, it's an add-on autostrader for Impreza Impreza wide track 2.1 stroker oh it's a stroker it's a real stroker yeah 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 
so uh, yeah 2.1 stroker um all right well we should wrap this up uh, if you are sade please do get in touch smith and sniff at gmail.com yeah and if you fancy putting some of that 50 million pound fortune of yours our way we do have a patreon as well thanks ever so much yeah Love your work. and we'll spend it really wisely um hashtag will. hearse on ebay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay before we go i have three things to tell you they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel it's called the late break show many excellent things on there including updates on um his impala lowrider the never-ending uh, saga never-ending saga <laughs> of the low 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 rider <laughs> uh two i have loads of different books out one of them is called steel flies which is a spoof cold war thriller supposedly written by the fake car journalist roy lanchester and three all pandas are owned by china or did you say all well in the current world all pandas in zoos outside of china are in fact on lease from china really china china charges millions to for zoos to have their pandas but they are only on loan and paid for so i suppose it's technically a lease um is that because um, they're a sacred animal to china yeah and because they only exist in china so china's now been able to control the panda market i suppose and there's a thing called panda diplomacy where china has a history of, of giving pandas in the past two countries as part of a sort of diplomatic effort to get on side but um in recent times China's been able to control the supply of pandas, I suppose you'd say. And so the pandas uh, in zoos around the world are all China's property, except there's a pair in Mexico which were born there. And so Mexico claims them as their own. That is brilliant. So if we if, if there was a swan in China, would that be the property of the queen? I'm not sure about that because there are swans all over the world, aren't there? I think it's only British swans. I don't think the Queen owns all swans worldwide. That would be quite a big claim. Oh, that's a shame. I was hoping that would be the case. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fallen on its face, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Something to aim for. Um, OK, well, anyway, that's that for this. And we'll see you again same time next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns